What would you do if you no longer felt sick and tired? What if you woke up every day feeling amazing in your body and in your life? How would your life be different? You and your body are capable of incredible things. You have the power to heal. You just need the right tools and support. If you're ready to heal your body and feel amazing, tune into the Heal Your Body Show with host Dr. Jamie Gillum. Hi, my name is Dr. Jamie Gillum, and we are on the Inspired Choices Network. Today, we're going to be talking about healing Hashimoto's and Graves' disease. And if you don't know what these conditions are, uh, there are many people who have never even heard of these conditions. These are autoimmune diseases that can cause thyroid damage and can lead to hyper and hypothyroidism. And I am a doctor of integrative medicine. And when we are treating using integrative medicine, our goal is to look at the entire person. So it's not just about lab work. It's not just about medication. It's not just holistic care. We are looking at all of you everything about you, including lifestyle and also your medical history, even your family history. And we're also looking at all different kinds of treatment modalities because the ultimate goal is to help you feel your best, look your best and live your best life. We all just want to feel amazing, right? And many people don't even know what that feels like. Because so many people beginning in childhood start to develop disease and over time get sicker and sicker. And if you're not getting the right testing, if you're not getting the proper evaluation, you can go undiagnosed for your entire lifetime. There is an average span of about 10 years. That's about how long it takes for people to get a proper diagnosis when it comes to autoimmune diseases. So let's talk about Hashimoto's and Graves' disease. If you have hypothyroidism or hyperthyroidism, and you do not know if you've been tested for Hashimoto's and Graves' disease, you need to know that because these are autoimmune diseases that will eventually, if not caught early enough and not treated properly, lead to thyroid dysfunction. Now, when it comes to Hashimoto's and Graves' disease, what happens is there's basically a misfire with your immune system and your immune system will misrecord. So we have something called molecular mimicry. Okay. And what this means, it is really the trigger for autoimmune diseases. And we have more than a hundred autoimmune diseases, but basically your body is constantly recording information and its job is to keep you safe, right? So any kind of threat, your body is trying to keep you safe. So it's recording information. Well, your body can misfire, misrecord, and will instead see your body as a threat and your immune system will start attacking your own body. And this is essentially what autoimmune disease is. Now, when it comes to Hashimoto's and Graves, your immune system sees your thyroid as a threat. Now, Hashimoto's 
typically will lead to hypothyroidism. But in many cases with Hashimoto's, in the beginning phases, people can actually be hyperthyroid versus hypo, and then they will eventually flip to hypothyroidism. And this is called Hashi toxicosis. With Graves' disease, you typically will be hyperthyroid. Now, what is hypo and hyperthyroid? Because some of you may not even know what that means. So hypothyroidism means that your thyroid function is low, and this means you have a slow metabolism. Your thyroid's job is to produce thyroid hormone to regulate metabolism. So if you have if you don't have enough thyroid hormone, your metabolism is going to be slow. And if you have too much thyroid hormone, your metabolism is going to be too fast. And this can create a lot of symptoms and a lot of problems with weight. Typically, if you're hyperthyroid, it's not properly medicated or treated, you can lose weight unintentionally and have a lot of digestive issues, fast heart rate, uh, sweating, anxiety. And with hypothyroidism, when it's not properly treated, you can have trouble losing weight, managing weight, and you can have constipation, you can have temperature sensitivity, you can also have uh, heart palpitations, PVCs, and with both, you can have a lot of depression, anxiety, mood swings, because your metabolism is not just about your weight. A lot of people think metabolism, they automatically think about weight management. It's about all of your bodily functions and processes, okay? So when we're talking about autoimmune, autoimmune disease, your Graves' disease and Hashimoto's are separate conditions. They cause hypo and hyperthyroidism, but they are not thyroid conditions themselves. That's so important to understand. And when you are struggling with Graves or Hashimoto's, we must treat the immune system. We have to treat the autoimmune problem. And in conventional care, they only treat the thyroid. And many people will get a diagnosis of Graves or Hashimoto's, but not have a thyroid condition yet because it's caught in the early phases so the standard treatment protocol in conventional medicine is to watch and wait. You're just a sitting duck and you're waiting for thyroid dysfunction to occur. What you want to do is get ahead of the game. And then if you already have a diagnosis of hyper or hypothyroidism, we want to treat the thyroid, but we also have to treat the autoimmune condition as well. And this is because the autoimmune problem will cause a lot of inflammation, chronic fatigue, a lot of other problems within the body if it is not properly treated. Now, let's talk a little bit about Hashimoto's. One problem with Hashimoto's, with being diagnosed with Hashimoto's, in conventional medicine, many people are misdiagnosed. Uh, they'll be diagnosed with Graves' disease when they actually have Hashimoto's. And this is because if you have hyperthyroidism and your Hashimoto's, you're in that Hashitoxicosis phase, many will just assume that it's Graves'. 
And this can be a huge problem for people because you will be treated for hyperthyroidism, get a diagnosis of Graves' disease, you get put on an antithyroid medication like methimazole, and then all of the sudden you're going to flip to hypothyroidism and you're going to be medicated on methimazole and you're going to go into extreme hypothyroid mode. So if you are hyperthyroid, you always want to make sure that they also test not just TPO and TG antibodies, which are thyroid peroxidase and thyroglobulin antibodies, but also TSI and TRAB, right? So when it comes to thyroid panels, when you get tested, this is so important for everybody to know, because you should be testing your thyroid annually. And in a thyroid panel, you always have to test at minimum TSH, which stands for thyroid stimulating hormone, write this down. I want you to write this down, get a pen and paper, write it in your notes on your phone, but you have to make sure that you are properly tested. TSH, which is thyroid stimulating hormone that's produced by your pituitary. This is what the majority of doctors will test and that's it. It's not enough information. So many people will have a normal TSH, but will have a thyroid hormone production problem or conversion problem. So with TSH, you also want to test your free T4 free T3, that is your active thyroid hormone that regulates metabolism, your reverse T3, that's inactive T3, and your thyroid peroxidase, thyroglobulin antibodies. You have to test both. I see a lot of panels where a person is only being tested for thyroid peroxidase antibodies. It's not enough information. And then if you're hyper or there is a concern that you're hyperthyroid, you want to add the TSI and the TRAB because you have to confirm Graves versus Hashimoto's if you're dealing with hyperthyroid. So keep that list handy. And when you get your annual testing, your annual checkup, you want to include that full thyroid panel always. And this is important because thyroid conditions are on the rise and autoimmune diseases are on the rise. Since the 1960s, steady increase in these conditions. And since COVID, we've had a 300% increase in autoimmune disease. And especially for women, there is a huge concern when it comes to autoimmune disease and thyroid conditions. Uh, they affect women more often than men. 80% of autoimmune disease affect women. Uh, this is largely due to our the differences in our hormones. We have the same hormones as men, but we have different concentrations, different production sites, different interactions with organs and systems. As women, we all go through menopause once we enter into later stages in life. And menopause is a big trigger for autoimmune and for thyroid conditions because of the hormone deficiencies that we have due to menopause. So as women, we are more likely. Also, as women, we tend, it's just in our nature to put people before our own needs, right? Other people's needs. And we tend to be more emotional 
Uh, and that's just that's just based on the science and the data available. And we tend to take on a lot more stress, try to do way too many things for everybody else. And then we don't have enough time for ourselves. And this can be a big trigger. Stress is a big trigger of Hashimoto's and Graves disease. Now, the other thing to know when it comes to Hashimoto's and Graves, the biggest trigger is stress. Uh, so that's something that you really have to be mindful of. We do have genetic factors. Uh, there are a lot of underlying triggers, which I will talk about uh, once we, um, as we get through our next break. But what you have to know is stress, even if you say, but I'm not really stressed, a dysregulated nervous system, overloading your schedule, being in constant chaos mode, grief, if you've lost a loved one, um, if somebody close to you is struggling with illness, uh, there are many things that can trigger if you have been assaulted, if you have been abused, childhood trauma, all of these things are big triggers for Hashimoto's and Graves and any autoimmune disease. And I have not worked with one person struggling with Hashimoto's or Graves disease yet that has not had problems with coping and managing stress and trauma. So that has to be a big part of your healing. But there are also many other factors that we have to consider with any healing process I would highly suggest that you do your own mindset work, that you get to know yourself on a deep level, that you are paying attention to what coping mechanisms you are using to manage stress, because we all need coping. And most of us did not learn from our parents how to cope, right? So we don't have those tools available to know how to cope when we are facing very stressful situations. Um, now, the other thing that's important to know is when it comes to hyper versus hypothyroidism and when Graves or Hashimoto's is an underlying factor, there are differences when it comes to treatment. And there are things to consider about treatment and each individual person, what is going to be best. So it's not a one size fits all. And what's going to work for you may not work for somebody else, but there are foundational things that we all can do. So we're heading into our first break. And after this break, we're going to talk a little bit more about treatment protocols and about the differences between hyper and hypo and what you need to know so that you can start applying these things. You could start today applying simple strategies that are going to help you move towards healing your Hashimoto's or Graves disease. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, uh, we'll dive into our next segment. I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum on the Inspired Choices Network. Healing your body goes beyond simply taking medication to alleviate symptoms. While medications have their place in healthcare and can be essential in managing certain conditions, healing involves total body care. While not all health conditions can be healed, symptoms can be managed with the right approach. Integrative medicine considers not only the physical body, but also your mind and soul. Instead of just surviving, why not feel amazing and actually thrive? 
Dr. Jamie Gillum empowers you with tools to do just that. Tune into the Heal Your Body Show Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Heal Your Body Show with Dr. Jamie Gillum. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to jamie at jgwellnessclinic.com. Now back to the program. All right. Welcome back. We are on the Inspired Choices Network and I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum. So in the first segment, we talked about Graves and Hashimoto's, what these conditions are and hyper hypothyroidism. So let's talk a little bit more about hyperthyroidism because Graves disease is the leading cause of hyperthyroidism globally. Now, Hashimoto's is the leading cause of hypothyroidism in the United States. Globally, it's iodine deficiency. Uh, most people with hyperthyroidism have Graves' disease. Uh, if you're not being tested for it, you have no idea. Uh, that's why it's so important to get testing because in most cases with hyperthyroidism, what the course of treatment is in conventional medicine, they will put you on an antithyroid medication like methimazole. Sometimes they will put you on blood pressure medication as well. Now, the problem is there is no treatment for the Graves' disease. There's no total body care. There's no evaluation of what triggered the Graves in the first place. And your antithyroid medications cannot be used long-term because there is a risk of liver damage uh, and other health problems. So the typical course, they'll put you on methimazole and then they will eventually remove your thyroid or kill it with RAI, which is radioactive iodine uh, treatment. And this kills the thyroid. And then you're hypo and you will require hypothyroidism medication for life. And this is not what you want to do. There are other options available. Now, if you have to get a thyroidectomy or you need RAI, you absolutely can uh, manage your hypothyroidism and feel amazing. I'm on T4, T3 combo treatment. I don't have a thyroid. I also have Hashimoto's and I'm able to manage my health. Uh, it is work. It does take effort. Uh, you have to be very self-aware and manage lifestyle and your treatment protocol. But it's not a death sentence. You know, you don't have to feel terrible uh, if you have to get a thyroidectomy or RAI. But here's the deal. When it comes to Graves' disease and Hashimoto's, both, there are triggers. Now, 
Number one, there are genetic factors. There are many different genetic factors that play a role. I'm not going to dive into all of them uh, because it's quite complicated. And what you need to know when it comes to genetic factors, gene mutations, uh, other issues with your genetics, there's nothing we can do to treat those things, right? Um, so you can get the testing uh, if you want to know, but the bottom line is the treatment protocol is not going to change. Uh, you just have genetics that make you more likely to develop autoimmune disease. And side note, if you have one autoimmune disease, you typically have multiple autoimmune diseases. They like to come as a pair or you can have multiple autoimmune diseases. I have lupus and Hashimoto's. They're currently in remission. And that's important to understand because you want to make sure that you're getting proper testing so that you know what autoimmune diseases you have. If you have one, you need to make sure that you don't have more than one. Okay. Because we need to know what we're dealing with. Now, when it comes to triggers, uh, two of the biggest things when it comes to genetics outside of, of many different genes that play a role, MTHFR and CompT. And what the heck are these? So MTHFR is a methylation problem. There are two gene mutations that we are concerned with when it comes to MTHFR. And 60% of the population has one or both gene mutations. If you have MTHFR, it means that you have a methylation problem. Basically, you cannot methylate B9, which is folic acid, or B12 properly. And this can lead to toxicity. And we are at higher risk of developing ADHD and other processing disorders, certain cancers, autoimmune disease, many women struggle with miscarriage and infertility. And so there's a lot to consider when it comes to MTHFR. Now, back in the day, I don't think that people struggled as much with symptoms because we didn't have synthetic vitamins. We didn't have fortified box food and lifestyles were very different. Um, we also weren't exposed to all the same toxins and chemicals that we are today and all of the radiation. So now, based on the way we live in society, a lot of people with MTHFR have a lot more symptoms and are much more likely to develop certain diseases. So if you have MTHFR, you want to make sure that you are on methylated uh, folic acid. So it'll say methylfolate. There are many different variations of that, but you'll see it on your vitamin uh, label and methylcobalamin. And with that, there are other factors to consider as well. This is why we always look at complete lab work because we want to look at the body as a whole. And many people with MTHFR, most of us with autoimmune disease have MTHFR. Also, you can develop MCAS, which is mast cell activation syndrome. And this is also very common with autoimmune disease. Basically, your body, anything you introduce to your body, your body sees as a threat. And it's a histamine intolerance. So you may be somebody out there saying, I'm allergic to everything. Anytime I try to take a supplement, I have a reaction. If I eat a new food, if I go to a new environment, I just feel like crap. That's typically a sign of MCAS. So there's a lot to consider um, as we dive into this. But MTHFR, that's one genetic factor that can play a role in Graves and Hashimoto's. 
also CompT. And this is a neurotransmitter problem where we do not respond physically or emotionally to stress properly. And this also can lead to autoimmune disease. I would say that the biggest factor with autoimmune disease is a dysregulated nervous system because that's going to trigger gut issues, liver issues, hormonal imbalances, and all of the other things uh, that can trigger autoimmune disease. So everything is connected in the body. That's something else that you can take away today. Your body is an integrated unit. So if you have one problem, it will trigger other problems throughout the body. This is why if you say, for example, you have a problem with your foot, I can't just send you to a podiatrist because if they only look at the foot, you likely won't get your answer. Maybe one out of 10, it's just the foot. But we have meridians, uh, we have fascial lines, there's a lot to consider. And then every body system is connected. So remember that your body's like a machine. And we cannot, it will never just be one thing that we treat. And it will never be one magic solution. So it's never going to be a supplement. It's never going to be a medication. You have to have all pieces to the puzzle if you really want to feel good and you really want to heal. Now, outside of genetic factors, it's also exposure to toxins, chemicals, radiation. And in our society today, uh, we're exposed to EMFs. And we're also exposed to a lot of toxins in our food, in the products we use, in our environment, uh, also fluoride in our drinking water. Fluoride was once used as an antithyroid treatment. And so as we are exposed uh, to small amounts of fluoride through drinking water, through to toothpaste, or when you go to the dentist and you get treatment, uh, this can cause your thyroid function uh, to slow down. And you want to be very mindful of this. You want to be mindful. I personally recommend spring water, uh, also using a reverse osmosis system. Uh, they're pretty inexpensive. You can buy a countertop version, and uh, that's helpful in reducing fluoride in your tap water. But everything we're being exposed to is a factor. And also, when soldiers came back from the Gulf War, Many came back with Hashimoto's, Graves, hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism, and thyroid cancers because of exposure to chemicals. Uh, and we can't forget the stress involved with being in war. Um, but especially during the Gulf War, uh, they saw a huge increase in soldiers returning with Graves and Hashimoto's and thyroid conditions. So be mindful, be aware of your environment. I'm not super, super crunchy uh, when it comes to my lifestyle. I, I believe in moderation, do the best that you can, uh, but just start being self-aware, be aware of the products you're using, be aware of the foods you're consuming and the ingredients, uh, be aware of your water and the environment around you. Uh, we use EMF blockers, um, that's electromagnetic frequencies. And uh, we have them on our phones, on our computers. Uh, you can even use uh, bracelets and necklaces. Uh, Shungite is a great, um, it's a great way to ward off EMFs. So just some things to think about. Um, 
the things that you know are not exactly healthy, just be mindful, uh, reduce, limit your exposure, right? And your intake of things that you know may not be the best option for your health. And then also hormonal imbalances, also a big factor, like I mentioned in the first segment, menopausal women, uh, if you have PCOS, if you have any kind of hormonal condition, uh, this can be a huge factor in autoimmune and uh, thyroid conditions, also vitamin and mineral deficiencies, vitamin D, B12, stored iron, which is ferritin in your lab work. That's a protein that stores iron. Also uh, iodine deficiency and then selenium, zinc. So there are many things that happen in the body that can trigger conditions. Also pregnancy. When we go through pregnancy, our bodies go under a tremendous amount of stress because we're growing another human. And because of this, our immune system is affected, our hormones are affected, and many women get diagnosed with Hashimoto's or Graves and a thyroid condition during pregnancy or after delivery. And gut liver issues play a huge role, your nervous system. And again, all of these things are intertwined and insulin resistance, another big problem. And insulin resistance is directly connected to liver function. Uh, if you have fatty liver, you will have insulin resistance. If you have hypothyroidism, you typically will have insulin resistance. If you're in menopause, you will have insulin resistance. So we have to manage that. And we manage that through diet. We manage, we manage it through exercise and through treatment. We have treatments available that are holistic that can help with blood sugar regulation. So we, again, want to look at the body as a whole. And you want to evaluate your lifestyle you also want to evaluate your labs. And then from there, you can determine the best treatment options for your individual needs. So we're about to go to our next break. In our next break, we are going to get into what the heck do you need to do? So I'm going to go over some things that you can start applying and then talk about labs and uh, what you need to know when it comes to your lab work so that you can address root causes of your Graves or Hashimoto's disease. My name is Dr. Jamie Gillum on the Inspired Network. We're going to go to break and we'll see you after the commercial break. Healing your body goes beyond simply taking medication to alleviate symptoms. While medications have their place in healthcare and can be essential in managing certain conditions, healing involves total body care. While not all health conditions can be healed, symptoms can be managed with the right approach. Integrative medicine considers not only the physical body, but also your mind and soul. Instead of just surviving, why not feel amazing and actually thrive? Dr. Jamie Gillum empowers you with tools to do just that. Tune into the Heal Your Body Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. 
This is the Heal Your Body Show with Dr. Jamie Gillum. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to jamie at jgwellnessclinic.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum on the Inspired Choices Network, and we are discussing healing Hashimoto's and Graves disease. Now, I want to mention something real quick, because as the title says, healing Hashimoto's and Graves, there is a huge problem in the natural wellness space, which I am a big part of, where people will tell you that you can heal and you absolutely can. That's what I'm telling you that you can do as well. But if you put your Hashimoto's or Graves disease into remission, it doesn't mean that you are free and don't ever have to worry about it again uh, because the treatment protocols and lifestyle changes, stress management have helped you put it into remission. However, you are at risk for flare-ups and the things that can cause flare-ups are stress. And also if you go through a hormonal shift, uh, this is especially true for younger women who then go through menopause, also over-exercising, which is a stressor, right? It's a physical stressor. If you are over-exercising or keeping your heart rate up too long, um, doing too much exercise too often, and that's something that I have really had to change in my own personal life. I've had to change my training protocols uh, also exposure uh, to toxins, chemicals. Also, if you go to a new environment, like for example, my husband and I went to Colorado not too long ago, the altitude change made me very, very sick. And also if you eat certain foods, right, that your body is sensitive to, these things can cause flare-ups. And I actually just came out of a big flare-up and I started my podcast I had a kid that was sick and there were just stressors, right? Uh, new things on my plate and it put me into a flare up. And I know when a flare up is going to happen and I usually get ahead of it. But in some situations, it's very difficult to manage your stress load and it can really put you into a flare up. So just be mindful uh, you will have to be very self-aware. You will have to continue your treatment protocols. You will have to manage your lifestyle for life. Now, my Hashimoto's antibodies hang out around 60. Uh, it's the lowest I've been able to get them. The goal is to get them undetectable. Mine hang out around 60. When I go into a flare-up, I always go get labs because I have Hashimoto's and lupus and they're both in remission. And I always check my labs because I'm on holistic care and I don't take medication for my lupus right now. And I have to be mindful of that because there are risks. There's risk of organ damage, uh, different things that can happen in the body. And when I test and I'm in a flare up, my thyroglobulin antibodies typically will be in the three, 400 range. Right. So that's why testing is so important, because it can really give you insight into what's going on in the body. But you also can can evaluate based on how you feel. Now, with that said, I also forgot to mention infection is a big cause of Graves and Hashimoto's and other autoimmune diseases as well. So many people who develop autoimmune disease 
typically will have a systemic infection of some sort if infection is the cause. Uh, acute infection, uh, if it's cleared, not typically an issue, but if you have a systemic infection, things like chronic Epstein-Barr virus, chronic Lyme, and chronic bacterial infections, fungal infections, parasitic infections, uh, all of these infections, they can be low grade in the body. And many people have no idea that they have systemic infection. And this can be a big trigger for Graves and Hashimoto's. So number one, when we're talking about treatment and what can you do, you want comprehensive labs. And in conventional medicine, typically they'll run a CBC um, with or without a differential. That's a complete blood count. Uh, they'll run a CMP, which is a metabolic panel. Uh, they'll check your cholesterol, maybe check your A1C. And when it comes to thyroid, they'll test your TSH only, and they may run a few other labs. And they'll tell you your labs are normal, you're fine. It's not enough information, okay? So you have to get labs and this will include a full thyroid panel, which I went over that in segment number one. So uh, if you're hopping on midway through uh, the live broadcast, make sure you go back uh, to the first segment so that you can write down what a full thyroid panel is. Also, you want a full hormone panel. And we want to test your DHEA sulfate, your cortisol, your estradiol, your estrone, free and total testosterone, progesterone, pregnenolone, and sex hormone binding globulin, which is a protein that binds to testosterone, and your fasting insulin, and your prolactin. And there are other hormones as well that we can test, but those are the big players. And also you want a CBC, a CMP, and a lipid panel. Your lipid panel is your cholesterol. Because often, uh, if you have elevated LDL in your cholesterol panel, that's a sign that you have a thyroid issue. Uh, it's a sign of inflammation. It's a sign that you cannot clear LDL that's not being used. And you need thyroid hormone to be able to clear LDL that your body is not using. So you also want to test inflammatory markers, specifically highly sensitive C-reactive protein. This is a protein that is produced by your liver in response to inflammation and also homocysteine. Homocysteine is another inflammatory marker. It's also a screen. It's a basic screen for MTHFR, which I spoke about in segment two. Also, you want to check vitamin D, B12, also a full iron panel that includes ferritin, which is a protein that stores iron, and iodine. And there are other vitamin and mineral levels that you can check based on symptoms, but those are the big players that we want to test. Also, an Epstein-Barr test. This is specifically for people that are suffering with autoimmune or having symptoms of systemic infection and also a Lyme screen. So these are the big tests that I use and I use for all of my patients. Uh, this is the, the first step before I work with anybody because I need all of the information to understand what we need. Also an ANA screen. Uh, that is an autoimmune screen 
That's testing for for anti-nuclear antibodies that attack the nucleus of a cell. And this is a basic screen. It's not definitive, but it gives us insight. If you have lupus, uh, Sjogren's, scleroderma, mixed connective tissue, uh, you also can have false positives with that. It depends on the titer if we do additional testing, but you want an ANA screen. And this is really important if you have a diagnosis of Hashimoto's and Graves, because we're checking for other autoimmune diseases. Now, with that said, outside of labs, what do you do? So if you don't have labs and you're like, Jamie, I don't have labs, but I need to do something now because I this is just too much. I can't hardly manage, can't hardly function. So number one, you want a multivitamin. Okay. Um, I recommend clean multivitamins. I personally like pure encapsulations, the one multi, and uh, it contains some thyroid support as well. Selenium, inositol, it has 150 micrograms of iodine, uh, but it gives you basic micronutrient support because we don't get enough micronutrients from our food supply anymore. So that's number one. Uh, number two would be a probiotic. And this is for gut support. You also can consume fermented foods. And some people like to do apple cider vinegar. Um, it's a great option for gut support. Just make sure if you do apple cider vinegar, you must dilute it in water. I see a lot of crazy things on social media where people are drinking apple cider vinegar straight and it can burn your throat, burn your esophagus. You can end up in the ER. So make sure you dilute it. You want one to two teaspoons diluted in six ounces of water. You can do that twice a day. And then obviously with nutrition, if you're managing your nutrition well, getting most of your food intake from meat, seafoods, vegetables, some fruits, and limiting your highly processed foods and your added sugars, that's going to help tremendously with your gut. Uh, also you can take extra vitamin D and most people are deficient in vitamin D today, uh, because we don't get a lot of sun. We don't get a lot of vitamin D from our food. We get the majority from sunshine and then our body converts it. So you want to make sure that you are getting plenty of vitamin D, uh, either sit out in the sunshine. If you're in an area where there is sun available, uh, you can do 20 minutes a day out in the sun without your sunscreen. And you also can take vitamin D. I recommend 5,000 IUs a day, and you can combine that with K2. Uh, if you do have a clotting disorder, if you're on a blood thinner, you don't want to do K2 uh, because it can thin the blood. So it's contraindicated for certain patients. Um, so in that case, you would just take vitamin D. And also you can take magnesium glycinate. I think magnesium glycinate is a miracle uh, and everybody should be on it. Now, there are some people that have way too much magnesium stored in their bones and soft tissue. I always test magnesium on patients before putting them on magnesium uh, just to catch those rare people. But most people are deficient. 75, 80% of the population is deficient in magnesium. It's responsible for more than 300 metabolic processes in the body and magnesium glycinate at bedtime, 200 milligrams. You can go up to 500 milligrams max. 
It will help tremendously with helping you absorb vitamin D. It also will help with sleep, with body pain, joint pain, thyroid function, blood sugar regulation, and your bowels. So it will help with regularity and it's gentle on the stomach. Also, you can do omega-3s. Omega-3s are anti-inflammatory. If you're vegan, they also make a vegan form. Also vitamin D, if you're vegan, they make vegan vitamin D as well. Omega-3s will drive down inflammation. Now, again, if you have a clotting disorder, uh, you're not a candidate for omega-3s because again, they can thin the blood. So while I like to give recommendations for supplementation, it's also very important to know that when you are doing any kind of supplement, you can have problems with certain contraindications, uh, even if you're taking vitamin and mineral support. So be mindful of that because many people uh, assume, well, I'm just taking vitamins and minerals and I'm taking these supplements. It's still in some cases, if you have certain medical conditions that you're, you should be aware of it, um, then you want a proper evaluation uh, for the general population, typically okay, but just be mindful, be self-aware, know your medical history. So those are the main things that I would recommend from a supplement perspective without knowing medical history, lab work. Uh, Outside of that, you really need a proper evaluation uh, to be on a dialed-in treatment protocol for your individual labs and your individual needs. So we're going to go to our next commercial break. And in our next segment, we'll wrap up. We'll talk about some stress management and a few other things you need to be mindful of. My name is Dr. Jamie Gillum on the Inspired Choices Network. I'll see you right after the commercial. Healing your body goes beyond simply taking medication to alleviate symptoms. While medications have their place in healthcare and can be essential in managing certain conditions, healing involves total body care. While not all health conditions can be healed, symptoms can be managed with the right approach. Integrative medicine considers not only the physical body, but also your mind and soul. Instead of just surviving, why not feel amazing and actually thrive? Dr. Jamie Gillum empowers you with tools to do just that. Tune into the Heal Your Body Show Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Heal Your Body Show with Dr. Jamie Gillum. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to jamie at jgwellnessclinic.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum on the Inspired Choices Network. We're going to wrap up in this last segment. And I want to just also uh, talk about lifestyle, talk about things that you can do from a lifestyle perspective with nutrition, exercise, sleep, stress management. Uh, These are always going to be foundational things that are required for healing. And I think in our society today, so many people are selling quick fixes and these easy solutions, and you cannot ignore lifestyle. And for some people, it's going to be a process because if you're not used to certain lifestyle choices, it's going to take you some time to really get into the habit of doing certain things. And that's okay. You can take it step by step and start small and then add steps as you master one habit, then you can add in another. 
uh, step in the process until you get to where you are living a healthy lifestyle, because it can be very overwhelming, right? Especially if you're sick, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm sick. And now you're telling me to do 10 different things and I don't know where to start. Just start with one thing. Okay. So number one is going to be nutrition. Here's what we know from the data. This is from research. We know that the majority of us struggling with Graves and Hashimoto's and also with thyroid conditions have gluten sensitivity. Okay. And many people actually have celiac disease, uh, which is an autoimmune condition as well. Uh, but many of us have a sensitivity to gluten. And gluten uh, is very similar to your thyroid. And this is one reason why your body can start attacking your thyroid is because uh, your body confuses gluten with the thyroid. And if you're consuming large amounts of gluten, your uh, body will start attacking the gluten and your thyroid, uh, thinking that it's under attack. So do I recommend completely eliminating gluten? A lot of people recommend that. That can be very difficult and overwhelming. I want you to focus on the do's instead of what you don't do, right? Um, I do have gluten from time to time. If we go out with the kids, have pizza, things like that. Uh, since they took my thyroid out, I cannot handle gluten. It immediately throws me into a flare. Uh, my stomach will swell. My face gets extremely puffy and my eyes hurt and my hands get very stiff. I just cannot tolerate it anymore. Uh, so I avoid it every now and then. I will have a little bit. Usually I regret it the next morning. So be aware, track the way your body responds to certain foods and beverages you are consuming. Keep a plain notebook so that you can track and be self-aware of how your body is responding. I would recommend that you limit gluten, okay? And the way that you can do that is simply get the majority of your foods from meat, seafoods, quality vegetables, uh, some fruits, and limit everything else. It's an easy way to cut out uh, gluten. Also, limiting dairy. Uh, dairy can also be a big uh, trigger for people with autoimmune disease. So limiting your dairy. There's also A2 dairy. I tolerate A2 dairy much better. Um, it is a different type of dairy. It's a higher quality dairy. Uh, there's a difference in the amino acid at the 67th chain. I'm not sure if I'm even saying that correctly, but uh, there's a difference there. Um, and so you can find that in Whole Foods and other high quality grocery stores as well. And limit corn. And corn is actually a grain. And it is in the majority of box foods. It's an additive. Uh, many people with autoimmune are sensitive to corn and also soy. So it's not that you can't have these things, just limit and then start paying attention to how you feel whenever you eat any type of food, because something might uh, trigger me, but not you, right? But meats, seafoods, lots of veggies, some fruit, that's going to be the main source of your nutrition, right? Now with exercise, strength training, okay? This is crucial. You want to build muscle. You want to maintain muscle. You also want to lift, rest, 
lift, rest. You want to give your body adequate break periods. You can work hard and you can work intensely, but you just have to make sure that you are building in rest and steady state cardio. So keeping your heart rate at a steady state, uh, moderate intensity level, even at lower intensity, uh, try to avoid high intensity where you're just going max effort for a long period of time. You can do some interval training, but you need to make sure that you are building in those adequate rest to allow your body to cover because you can have an immune response to exercise. And many people in the fitness industry don't recognize this because they don't have the training when it comes to autoimmune disease. Also manage your stress, right? Which I went over in the first segment, I'm going to do another podcast, really diving deep into stress management and all the different tools available and then sleep right? You want to create a bedtime routine. You want to make sure that the lights are off. You don't have the TV on your phone by your bed. Make sure that you're calming before bed and that you're able to get into a restful state of sleep and you're getting eight hours of sleep minimum a night, which I know is difficult for a lot of people, but you definitely want to be working towards that And you'll get better sleep too as you fix underlying problems going on in the body like low progesterone, thyroid issues, other things that can trigger uh, the inability to sleep or stay asleep. So those are really the big things when it comes to lifestyle that you can start focusing on and start spending just five minutes a day getting to know yourself on a deep level, um, getting to understand your body, start paying attention to what your body is telling you, start paying attention to how you feel, your energy levels, morning, midday, evening, how you respond to stress, just start becoming self-aware. Many of us are just not aware and we're very disconnected from ourselves and our bodies. So the more that you can tune in, the more you will start recognizing what your body is telling you. And if you need labs, if you need treatment, if you need help, you can reach out to me through my website, uh, jgwellnessclinic.com. I'm also on TikTok, on Instagram, jgwellnessclinic, and you can easily start following. I give a lot of information on videos on social media. Also, you can book a consult through the link in my bios and also by going directly to my website. We can get you the proper testing. We can get you the proper treatment and make sure that you have the tools necessary. We also empower you with knowledge because you need to know what you need for your body. So we give you the knowledge. We give you the power so that you can heal and you can feel amazing. You can get your life back and you don't have to feel like crap anymore. So go to the website, uh, make sure you follow me on TikTok, Instagram. And next week, we're going to be diving into all of the things that your doctor doesn't tell you. So tune in next week on the Inspired Choices Network. I'll see you then. I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Heal Your Body Show. Dr. Jamie Gillum returns Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
Until then, give your body the time and attention it deserves to unlock the power you have to heal your body.